Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim Adaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Psachim Daf Ayin Hey Amud Bet at the Mishnah here, which is the end of Mishnah Bet and also all of Mishnah Gimel of this, the seventh parak. Again, dealing with the requirement to roast the Pesach and only roast it and roast it by fire. If the Pesach touched the ceramic surface of the oven, then that means it was the oven, the, the surface that heated it, not the fire. You have to just peel off that spot, and the rest is fine. Let's say, on the other hand, that some of the liquids of the Pesach fell onto the Cheres and bounced back, and that means it was cooked by that liquid. He told it, that's taking a little bit more out. You have to take that spot off the Pesach. Let's say that there was flour in there, and we'll find out in the Gemara, we'll discuss what kind of flour this is, and some of the liquid fell on it. Then you have to take some the area from the Pesach off and destroy it, and we'll talk about details there. Now, this is the next Mishnah. Let's say you, you rubbed Shemen Truma on the Pesach. So if the group are all Kohanim, they can eat it, because they can eat the truma. Im shal Yisrael, if the group includes non-Kohanim, im chai hu If it's still raw, then just wash it off. If it's silly, but if you've already roasted it, you klof on peel off the outer level, you can eat the rest. Sacho b'shemen shal masasheni. Let's say it was masasheni oil. Well, you can't make it a swap so that the have to buy into it because that's called redeeming but of course you can eat it as okay, itmar this is a very big sugya that's going to bounce off of our Mishnah so let's say you have hot um, material for instance so you've got hot meat that goes into hot milk uh, or one thing is asur Everybody agrees that the tam mixes. Cold into cold, everybody agrees that there's no mixing of taste. Now, let's say that you have a mixture where one is hot and one is cold. Rav says whatever is on top, which means comes in, defines it. So it's it's a problem. Shmuel says the opposite, whatever is at the base, defines it. So if it's the ham is at the base, it's asur. All right, that's the, those are the shitot. Let's test it. So in our Mishnah, we said that if the uh, if some of the liquid of the Pesach bounced off the Cheres and came back, we think that the ceramic is cold. So I understand why Rav's position is, according to Rav's position, that Ilog Var Mishumachi told Mekomom, I wrote the Martach Lechheres, because what happens is, the hot liquid of the Pesach heats up the Cheres, and since Rav's position is that the one coming in defines the temperature, and then the then the cheres heats up the liquid and bounces back. When the rotav comes into the pesach, the pesach is being roasted now by the heat of the ceramic. The Torah said it has to be roasted a fire, not something else. So according to Rav, it all makes sense because Rav's position of ilah gvar means whatever enters the scene defines the temperature. So in each case, you've got a hot rotav coming to cold. Cheres. The Cheres now becomes hot by his definition, and then heats up the Rotev, which then comes to the Pesach, and then the Pesach gets cooked by that. Now, Shmuel, the Mar Tatogvar, according to Shmuel, this shouldn't happen. 
If the cheres is really cold, then at the very first step, when the liquid fell on it, it should have been cooled down. So when it bounced back, why do you have to take anything off the Pesach? So the answer is, He said this about the solat that we had in our Mishnah, that the solat was already heated up. So it must be that the ceramic is heated up, which means everything's hot here, and it doesn't really speak to this issue. All right, let's keep testing. So this is backing up to where we came from. We'll play it through again. So first it's heating up the solat. And then the solat comes back and heats up the and now this liquid is getting heated up from the solid. And again, it has to be roasted by fire. The same question we had before. And that's where he originally said it. The answer is that we're talking about already heated solid. So everything's hot here and it doesn't speak to the issue. Let's keep testing. Tanan, in the next Mishnah, Sachot, meaning Mishnah Gimel, we already saw, Sachot v'shemen shel truma. If you rubbed truma oil onto the Pesach, im chavrkanahim yachlu, mishal yisrael mchayhu yidichenum, mitzalihu yiklofim nadachitzon. And of course, only the last thing that we're concerned about, which is, these are Yisraelim who cannot eat, are not allowed to eat the shemen shel truma. And if it was roasted, they have to peel off the outer level. So now, bishlama, again, l'rav, Rav seems to be in good place. Tamar Ilagvar, who says that the one coming in defines the temperature. That's why all you need to do is to peel off the outer layer. After all, the thing coming in is cold. And so therefore, that, that's the Shemen Truma, and therefore, um, all we have to do is take off a layer of Klippa. Since the thing being roasted is hot, it should soak it in, it shouldn't be enough to peel it off, the whole thing should be asur. The answer is that anointing, rubbing oil on, is a little bit different because you don't put a lot on, it's very little, it's a light layer that you put on, and therefore it um, it just it's not mavli as much, so therefore you just have to peel off the spot because that's how far it's going to go in. All right, so we have Rav and Shmuel, and now we haven't settled that at all from our Mishnayot, uh, which position is more accurate. Tanya Kavatei Shmuel, which is preferred. We have a bright that supports Shmuel. Cham Cham Asur, v'chein sonen shenatan l'toch Cham Asur. Cold coming into hot is Asur, which means that it's the bottom thing, the one that was already there, that defines the temperature. Cham l'toch sonen, v'sonen l'toch sonen, mediach. If it's cold... Going into cold, or co- or cold, um, or hot going into cold, then you just wash it off. Now let's see what that means. Let's think about it. If hot stuff comes into cold, let's say hot meat goes into cold milk, he says just wash off the meat and you're good to go. But wait a second, since it's hot, it's impossible that while the milk's cooling it down, it's not being bolea something. So at least you should have to peel off the outer layer. So rather read the bright up that was supporting Shmuel as saying if it's hot going into cold, you peel off the layer. Cold into cold, just wash it off. Tanyidach, we have another bright up. So here's an exact example. Hot into hot. Or cold meat fell falling into hot uh milk. 
Asur. Cham As long as the milk is cold, the meat could be hot or cold. Mediach, just wash it off. Cham That's all you have to do. Again, while it's cooling it off, it, the meat is certainly being balea, some milk. And again, we made the same fixed, that if it's cold going into, hot going into cold, then you do have to uh, be kolev. You have to peel off the outer layer. Amar Let's look at this bright again. So nein letoch tzonein mediach. So if it's cold going into cold, just wash it off. Cold piece of meat goes into cold milk. Wash off the meat. You could eat it. That's only if you didn't salt it. Av malacho asur. If you did salt it beforehand, then it's asur. Shmuel's ruling is that something salted, it's like it's cooking. And something that's sitting in brine, it's like it is cooking. So Shmuel's dictum here, That's only if it's so salted that you can't eat it. But if, if you could still eat it, and it's salted like for taste, not as part of a process, then it doesn't count. Okay. There was a, a, a bird of some sort that fell into a pot of um, of the kutach, which one of the things in the kutach is milk. Um, so he permitted it. Who was smart enough to be matir such a thing? He knew who it was. The Gavarabo is a big man, and therefore this is a very good hetter that he had, the uh, ruling that he had, to permit it. And his reason is, because when did Shmuel say, Only if it's so salted that you can't eat it. This is something that even though it's salted, you still eat it. That's how it's prepared. Therefore, that's not called and therefore it's called That's only if the thing is raw. If it's roasted, then you need to pull off a klipa. And that's only true if it doesn't have uh, if the uh, um, that's if, if this bird, the felon, was was uh, was raw, and that's only true if it doesn't have little nicks or holes in the skin. I will eat pili asur. Then the, the milk goes in there. Ve'ima tubal betavle asur. If they're spiced already, then it's certainly asur because the spices heat it up and bring the milk in. Amarav besar shchuta shamein shetzlaom im basar nevela kachush. Um, you have basar of a properly shechted animal uh, that's roasted with, and it's a fat animal, and uh, you roast it with a nevela, which is a weak animal. Asur, maitama, mefatma mihadari, they fatten each other up and the tastes come in. He says, not only is that mutar, but even if the proper kosher meat was weak, a weak, emaciated animal, and you roasted it with a good fat nevela, it's still mutar. My tama, because what mixes there is just reach, just a smell. That doesn't count. And Levi, in practice, actually ruled that way one time in the in the Reish Kaluta's house with a goat 
uh, meat, which is, uh, which certainly could have been, uh, kahush, uh, and there was, uh, a pig somehow was cooked with it, and, uh, it was roasted with it, and he said, the gadi is mutar. So watch the challenge to Levi. You can't roast two psachim together because they mix. Now, what does that mean? My love tarovet ta'amim. Isn't that because the tastes mix? And that's the difficulty for Levi because it, that proves that when you roast two meats together, the tastes do mix. It's because the bodies are mixed of the animal. And that's why the brighter ends up saying even if one's a goat and one's a lamb, if it's because they're just two different bodies that are supposed to be kept separate, a separate korbanot, kind of feel like That's why it says even if one's a gdi and one's a tlay. But if it's because of taste, what do I care if what do I care if it's one's a goat, one's a lamb, or they're both goats, either way it should be asur, there's no big chiddush there. Uh, it's because of Tarot and Kufin, and the problem here is that you may take the wrong Pesach, not the one you're eating. That's why you gotta keep them separate. So it's a concern for that. It's not because the tastes are mixing, so Levi is protected. Sorry. Which means there is no issue of mixing the tastes. So That's against Rav, who opposed Levi. We're talking about where you cooked it or roasted it in two different pots. So, you think it's two different pots? Then it's not together. Meaning it was like two separate pots. You're not allowed to roast them together because they might get mixed. This is how Rav would explain it because the taste might get mixed. Even if you have it like in two separate pots where there is no mixture of tastes. Meaning, you've got them separated enough; the taste can't mix. There's another consideration, which is you might take the wrong one. Even if one's a goat, one's a lamb, and you know what it is, the gzera is straight across. That's how Rav would defend himself. Levi would say, of course, that it's only because of a concern of tarovit kufin. Ramari Kitanoi says this machloket Levi and Rav is a machloket tanaim. You take hot bread right out of the oven and put it right out of the mouth of a barrel of truma wine. Right? Why? Rabbiosi splits the difference. He says, if it is wheat bread, then it's okay, but barley bread not, because barley bread sucks, sucks up or soaks up or draws in the flavor of what's below it. My love Tanoi, so isn't the Machlokatanim Tamar Sava Rechalav Miltahi that uh Rabbi Yehuda says that Reach doesn't count, and Marsava Recha Miltahi and Rabbeir says it does, and that's why the bread's Asur. The Levi Vade Tanoi. Levi will have to agree it's a Machlokatanim, not everybody agrees with him. The Rav Nema Tanoi, does Rav have to agree to the same thing? Amalach Rav, no, his answer could be to Holy Alma Recha Miltahi. Everybody agrees with me that Reach counts. So don't we have a comment about that three-way machloket? We're talking about hot bread and an open barrel. Everybody agrees to Asur, even Rabbi If the bread is already cold and the barrel is sealed up, nobody will say it's Asur. The only machloket is when it's hot bread, but the barrel is sealed. Pots on a chavip tucha, or cold bread in an open barrel. Why? 
And our case is also like a like an open barrel, and therefore everybody will agree, Rav says, that when you roasted these two things together, they're asur because of the of the tamim, so the nevela and the and the shkuta roasted together, the shkuta is now asur because it's like hot bread and open barrel. If you bake bread with the tzli, you're not allowed to eat that bread with a dairy product. This is what we call meat equipment. So there was a um, a fish that was roasted together with meat. Uh, Rav and Prazikia had said you can't have that with kutach which has dairy in it. He had a different point which is you can't even have it with salt uh, without the kutach because the meat that was roasted with fish is itself uh, leads to ba- a bad uh, a bad breath and it leads to something very bad, the Varacher, perhaps, and therefore you just should avoid having this at all, not because of kashrut issues, because of physical danger. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up in the next podcast, the next Mishnah, in the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.